Yo, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of It's Not Canon, where we are talking about everything and nothing at the same time. Very happy to have you here and listening. I am one of two. I am your co-host. I am Big Chase Bank at your service. Again, I'm one of two. The other person, the other person that makes up this amazing dynamic duo. The one, the other half to the whole. If he's lying, he's flying. And when he's in the kitchen, he is crying. What's up, Ryan? What up, my dude? Welcome to a happy, happy end of the week, sir. TGIF, man. it is uh definitely been it's been a week how about you we are still dying in this heat bro this country is set ablaze (laughs) this there's no way we're just set ablaze at this point we are just feeling the heat um but yeah man i i just can't wait for that fall at this point i'm not mad at that at all um because i don't care what anybody says or what the world tries to put it global warming is a thing people (gasps) <gasps> what? Yeah, no shit. I got. I, I'm seriously, people. Read a fucking book. It's all science. It, it, God has no point to this. Global warming is real. Polar ice caps are breaking down. It is a real fucking thing. Come on, we should not be. Chicago should not be the same temperature as Atlanta. It should. It, it really shouldn't. Or the fact that once we get this uh this this amount of heat that we are having right now. The fact that it is the, the 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 torrential downpour that comes after it, like that is very uncanny and should not be happening the way it is. But you know, hey, who are we? Um, nice. I, I was on a Monday and the pilot said I could control a lot of things in life, but not the weather and my wife. And I completely felt that in so many different areas. So yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Ah man, well, I, I mean, today is a big day. We have we're bringing back an old segment that we haven't used in a while. Grinding our gears and chase. I mean, the rebel with a cause over here. Get ahead, hit your hit your grind your gears, sir. You know what really grinds my gears? People that waste my time, and I mean in the sense of when. You do something nice and it's not reciprocated. And also the overall thing that I or service that I am provided or providing to you is not accepted. It's not appreciated. And furthermore, it's overlooked. So what really grinds my gears is people that just waste your time without any consideration of anything that you had to do to help them out. And honestly, in my opinion, it was my fault. It was totally my fault. Because, you know, what? I've seen the Dark Knight way too many times to realize that the Joker, he actually had very, very, very solid points to his thought process. And if there's one thing that I will always take from that movie, it is the fact that he said, if you're great at something or if you're good at something, never do it for free. So that's my take, people. If you're great at something, if you're good at something, if you are exceptional at something, if you're advanced at something, never ever do it for free you know it's funny these both things come up on our last episode too on uh the mental health one just a there's a call back to last week's episode if you haven't checked that out this was prominent in two pieces of conversation but yeah i'm with you dude uh r.i.p youth R.I.P. um best worker <laughs> ever well i i, I Louis, on the spot if you're wondering 
what the show is about today and you read the title, today is literally about laws that need to be passed in the U.S. And we're not talking, we're not getting very political. There might be some political here. But these are just some some laws that that just, in our opinion, would make this country just a little bit better. And uh, so, so with that, sir, I, I think I think I want to let the floor be yours for for it. And we we, we decided to do a uh, a nine nine rules. We we figured nine was a good number, mostly because well, our brains just gave up after nine. Uh, so, Chase, I'm gonna let you tell us your first rule. A first law that you want to see passed, and on top of it, give us the reasons why. I got you. My very first one that I wrote down was people driving in the fast lane that are not passing people should get a ticket. Oh, damn, waiting quick. Okay, <laughs> now you're right. Oh, I no, mean, blazing. <laughs> I mean, you ain't far off. It, it, the, I, I can't. I think before we uh, we get further into this, and I, I can't wait for your explanation. I can't wait to see how how close you are, you and I are on our rules together. This is going to be so much fun for me. <laughs> but yeah, get. But yeah, give us your reason why. What have you seen, sir? So it literally drives me insane. <laughs> drives in me insane whenever I'm on the expressway, and quite literally. I'm not saying I'm a speed demon, but sometimes I like to get my destination a little bit faster than what the GPS will tell me I arrived there, just so I could laugh at it and be like, ha ha, this is a nice thing for me. But whenever I feel like I'm Dominic Toretto and I'm just going by on the expressway and I feel as if uh, like the whole lane is held back, then I switch lanes to go around and I find out that it's somebody that's in the fast lane driving a minivan that's literally holding everybody else up. You're in the wrong lane. Like, I'm not saying you got to be on the expressway doing about 90 to 100 miles per hour recklessly. But if you feel the need to professionally speed, I feel like, you know, go ahead and do that. And if you want to drive slow, just get out of the way of everybody else that's trying to go along with their day. So I just feel like it's super annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. You know, you know what's funny is uh, it's actually in driver's ed that that lane is for solely passing. <laughs> it's not for just sitting in. Dude, literally. <laughs> you learn that forget. there. Yeah, people seem to forget that's the whole purpose of driver's ed. Uh, right. Uh, but what's what's law number two that you think will that we need to pass in this country to make this country better? There needs to be a system for reporting racism and having a team of individuals review all the claims for verification and to take action if necessary and needed. Okay, I got questions. Hold on. Before you give your, I know your reasoning, obvious uh-huh. probably, but what is this team of people consul- uh, cons- uh, that you're imagining? What, what, who are they? That is a very great question. I'm glad you brought that up. So my thought process to this team, it would be composed of individuals that are from the age range of 30 to about, I would say, 45 at the max. I say this age group needs to include men, women of all different kinds of uh, ages and uh, ethnic, ethnic groups. So black, white, 
um, Hispanic, European, what uh, uh, Italian, whatever. Everybody needs to be within this age group and range. That way, it could be um, a very mixed group and crowd. That way, it, you get a whole bunch of different perspectives on where we are and what that claim actually would take into consideration. Um, so, if we, let me ask this: if they if they ask if they are presented a case, do they get to vote on if it's racist or not? So it would work somewhat like a democracy in a sense, yep. because that way everybody would be in agreement to it. At the same time, I kind of feel as if like uh, it would be kind of like a like a court jury in a sense. Everybody would go ahead, take their time, review the case, and then vote on it. And so that like way, a you know, court for racism. Basically. Okay, cool. Got that. I'm with you with that. Okay, yeah, keep it going. Yeah. Um, and whenever there is a case filed, they would take immediate action. Nothing will fall on deaf ears, so to say. And they would take a look at every single court case because regardless of if you know it or not, people that are listening, this is still a very racist country. Now, the forms of racism are not what they used to be or in the forms in uh, visibility, but it is very much still obvious that it is here within this country today. And if you're not aware, turn on the news. So, I would like for that to be implemented. <laughs> the way you said turn on the news. Oh, man. There was a there was this thing I saw on Reddit yesterday. It's a farmer down in Alabama who um, talked about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And he said, mm -hmm. you know, there's a there's a Bible verse that people need to go read that pretty much, I guess, Jesus was chasing down a sheep at some point and left the, the herd of sheep behind. And the sheep were like, well, what about us? You're not in danger right now. This one sheep is and we need to be there for our brother sheep to bring him back in the fold and feel love. It's not all about that racism statement. All lives matter. It's about everyone matters and we need to help these people right now because they're the ones that are getting hurt. To hear that from an Alabama um, farmer, that, that says a lot. I'm sure he's been shunned, kicked out of Alabama at this point. Um, what's your, what's your uh, number three uh, law that needs to be passed? Okay. My number three law is if you perform a roll stop at a stop sign when there is no one around, you should not get a ticket for it. Do you know someone that ha wait, 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 is there a cop around or is this like a camera situation? So I brought this up because I was headed to work one day. This was way, I might've been still been in college. I can't remember. But anyways, mm -hmm. I went to a stop sign. I didn't fully stop for the stop, stop one, two, three, mm -hmm. then go. I was right. trying to hurry back, back up and get back to work. So I literally kind of rolled, stopped. No one was around. Literally no mm -hmm. one was around. I made the right hand turn. I went on about my day. Then the officer stopped me and said, you know, you performed a roll stop. And I looked at him and said, literally, there was no one around. There was no one else on the street. So where did he like he must have been sitting around that area watching at that stop sign. All right, cool. So you just need to move south because we don't stop. Apparently, um, <laughs> we just we just roll stop no matter what. <laughs> Were you making a right hand turn in this stop sign or that's bullshit. I know, right? <laughs> I it. There are no kids, no people, no other cars. I was like, are you serious? Sounds like he was trying to fill a quota, in my opinion. But <laughs> what do I know? 
Oh, it's the safety thing. Okay, see another car? The only person out. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I helping? <laughs> All right. I agree. Pass. <laughs> oh, what's number four for you, sir? Okay. Um, could be controversial to some people, but this is just my opinion. And that is the police force in the U.S. should not have guns. The only reason I would say controversial is because every citizen in this country has guns. Which is exactly why I feel as if like the rights of bare arms is, is, is in today's world is not necessary and is not needed. Not today. Because we have so many people that have different ailments and mental health issues that everybody's just easily picking up a gun and whenever they feel as if their feelings were hurt or they can't take criticism, they decide to take it out by taking that gun, utilizing those bullets, and taking somebody else out. So I think that potentially for the safety of everybody in this country, and especially, I don't know, the children that are in schools who sometimes or just occasionally within this trend are getting shot up nowadays for everyone's safety, let's just remove them. Or this could even be a trial run. Let's try it for at least one year when nobody has guns. The police force gets tasers and, you know, the, the baton sticks or whatever. And they're actually trained on how to defend appropriately. And let's just see what what what, what does that look like? Just, I just had a picture. There's a cop in the town I live in that's very heavy. And I had a, I watched him chase someone down once over here. And he was too busy trying to hold his pants up. Could you? I can't imagine him trying to run with a taser out to try to tase someone. He'd probably end up tasing himself. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a cause for more training. You should be in shape, sir. Be in safe shape. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, I have a feeling we're circling back around this when we get to my list. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm looking at something on the other screen here. But well, I was feeling we're circling back on that one. Uh, we're on number five for you, sir. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. So my number five is uh, prison reform. Prisoners should actually work to build homes for the homeless and invest in a trade that could benefit them after they are released. Interesting. Exactly. Prison reform. Yeah. I'm all yeah. for I think prison reform does need to exist in some fashion. I do think some hardened criminals should never uh, see the light of day, like child rapists or murderers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the petty crime bullshit, the white crime stuff, uh, white collar stuff—they they can definitely be in some type of work to release program. I can get behind that. Yeah, All right. because you, you, I'm thinking about some of the I don't know black people that were in prison in the '80s for having uh I don't know a little uh, that little thing that that white rock and getting like 30 plus years in jail. I'm pretty about, sure it was it. I would say, how about all the ones that were in, wrongfully imprisoned? Those two, who knows? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to stop there. Everybody wrongfully imprisoned, I don't know, in jail for a, a dying bag of weed for twenty plus years. Who's? I don't know who's yeah. got all years. Yeah, um, I think, but that—that's a law reform right there. I think the judicial system needs to relook at things on that one. But. <laughs> and the reason I say should build homes for the homeless is because. 
if one of our biggest issues as a country, especially in California, is the amount of homeless individuals, well, let's really do something about it. So you got these uh, the individuals who are imprisoned that are, and this is going to go on to my next law, but who are working, but you know we really don't know exactly where who they're working for, and we I swear we can go to this this one next is literally next, but take their time and actually build it to help out society, actually help society, Might we build do these that? homes and provide them and, and provide them shelter because you figure like I don't even know the amount of that are veterans that are homeless somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on now. I mean. There's a whole thing that we could be doing for veterans more, but I mean, we have a whole government party that literally just shot down veteran care. So, I mean, I mean, we can't even take care of our heroes. Come on now. Uh, all right. Numbers. What number are you on now? Uh, seven. Oh, look at that. Seven. Six. 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 Yeah, six. All right. Six. Um, <laughs> the, uh, prisons should be nonprofit. Because you know what? No, no, no. The funny thing is that was just glass breaking. I just realized, oh shit, they are not, they are for profit. Fuck. <laughs> this is our for profit. And the, these are third party, um, I'll call them organizations or third party companies, organizations, however you want to phrase it, that partner with the government for the profit. Now, in return, these prisoners make maybe 25 cents here and there. Modern day slavery. And the people that are profiting is the government and these third party companies who are setting this up for their own benefit. Yeah. Capitalist at its finest, right? I know. Who gets hurt? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Every time. No Vaseline. <laughs> And that also kind of circled back to my last one where the, the prisoners that are literally in these in, in, in prison, they should at least have a trade to invest in, whether that's maybe, I don't know, um, carpentry, something of that nature where they will come out and literally be reformed. They'll have a because trade. Like, they'll have something. There, There's so many stories you hear of uh, prisoners that go and get like business degrees and everything coming out of out of uh, pr- uh, why they're in prison and then they come out and society still doesn't accept them. So a trade would be a nice fallback for them as well, just in case. Exactly. So. And it could be uh, I'm just spitballing right now. And it could be mm-hmm. where it could be certain organizations or certain companies that look mm-hmm. to hire these individuals who have backgrounds and just say, okay, um, we'll only work on certain projects where you know you could either you have to check in, check out at certain times. That way, you know it's kind of like a probation period, so to say, mm-hmm. to make sure that you don't end up where you used to be. But at the same time, that you're actually being responsible with this level of responsibility you've had, because th- we don't know if they might circle back to where they are. It just depends on the individual. But we're talking about people who have really had life changing experiences while they have been locked up and locked away that are really, truly trying to just move on with their lives and do better and actually want something out of life at this point. Let's give them an opportunity. Yeah, I agree. On to the next one, sir. Yes. The next one I have 
and I, I kind of want to get your opinion on this one. The cost mm -hmm. of living should not exceed 50% of your gross pay. <laughs> you know how to that, that fix, right? If they actually ever take up minimum wage and actually pay people a living, uh, a living expense. My favorite things to read on Reddit is literally people saying, I should be able to live in a single bedroom home or a studio, provide groceries with one paycheck, not both paychecks of the month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, the, you're you're asking for the, the minimum wage to go up because what happens with minimum wage is all those people that are making above minimum wage should be able to then move up. That means every tier moves up. Now what will halt that up? Those big CEOs that uh want to keep the money. They have to deduct their salaries. Mm, yeah. I wonder I wonder if I have something for that that's gonna be coming up soon. Oh wait, I do. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think minimum wage should be going up. I believe everyone should have a livable wage. And I understand people sitting there going, well, I mean, you just got to live at, at your means. Well, means go up and you got to meet, meet them. So, yeah. Number eight, I think you're on, sir. Right? That's great. All teachers' salary should start at 50K. I looked. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know what's interesting about that? Most uh, police force down here, their starting salary is only forty thousand dollars, and those people put their lives on the line. Yeah. So yeah. teachers, let's add to the, the police department should be making more money as well as teachers. Those are sub, uh, public servants doing good for the, the community. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, it was state troopers nonetheless down here. Wow. Yeah, they have it on a flashing billboard on the highway saying, if you like to uh, want to join the state troopers, you can make $42,000 a year. I'm like, I'll pass. I make more money now doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, you get shot that? at. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, I definitely want to show our teachers some love because there are a lot of entitled brats that are in this world. Mm -hmm. and ignorant little suckers is how I put it. <laughs> that literally will make a teacher's life a living hell and will intentionally do this. Like kids are mean. Mm -hmm. And these are the same individuals or teachers or women, parents, aunts, uncles, sons, daughters who literally enjoy investing in the future of your child and deal with nothing but BS because somebody else's child decides to come be a ruckus on that particular day or every single day or every single year. They need at least conversation that they could live off of. Like, dude, mm -hmm. I looked at that some of these days and some of them were as low as 31000 a year. Yep. They have to take part-time for the summer in order to try to make, uh, make up the difference. Insane. Yeah. And I get that you get, you know, winter break and you get your summers off. That's honestly after dealing with these kids is well needed because I can only imagine like you're almost ready to pop or just you're almost on the, on the verge of jumping over the edge. Like, come on now. Let's compensate the teachers. I think there's also a, a little flip to that. You, they should be comp compensated for what they do at certain levels. So, I mean, 50,000 is a livable wage and that's where it should start if you're doing, let's say, kindergarten or the easiest grades. I don't know what the easiest grades are for teachers, but what that's where it should start. And as you get to a different level of each grade, it should be more money. However, I think 
that 10 year thing always bothers me because you get the most jaded teachers that are just so broken down from being beaten up for so long that I think that 10 year needs to go away because then they're just protected and you're not getting a teacher that actually feels like they're invested or anymore because let's face it, they've dealt with all these little assholes for all these years that after a while you're not getting paid well, you're not, you're not, uh, you've got to take on other jobs to make ends meet. And then you got to deal with this little turd that's literally spitting on you every day. I mean, I, I feel for them as well, but at, at the same time, that tenure needs to go away and either you have the passion or you just move on to something else. Like maybe go to private school or move it, maybe move up to a grade where you don't have to deal with that anymore. Maybe go into college where you can make more money. I think that tenure is a, sometimes a crush for some people and some people just lose that passion and paying them what they should be earning is probably better than tenure in my opinion, but I don't know. I'm not a teacher. Um, yeah. but they definitely, these teachers deserve a livable wage, especially when that they're the ones molding our children at this point. And putting their bodies on the line when there's an active shooter. For real. So, For real. yeah. Um, all right, sir. I think you're our number nine, right? Uh, that's one. Yeah, hey, uh, go for it. This one is a little bit more on the laid back side. So, uh, okay. if you're in the gym and you don't put the weights back where you found them, you should be fined by the gym. That's very annoying. <laughs> like I go to Planet Fitness currently, and I promise you, it is this uh this gentleman who brings his son, and they come like some mornings that I'm there. His son will take out all kinds of weights, leave them on the floor, and walk away. And I don't know who I want to slap more, the son or the father, because I know you see him doing this. Bro, it's like it's an unwritten rule of gym etiquette. Put it back. Put it back. <laughs> The rack is right in front of you. Just put it back. Maybe you can slap the dad hard enough that it, it, in return, he slaps his kid in the same motion. Maybe. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't want to be on Good Morning News and local gym resident Chase Woodruff slaps son and slaps father. And, and you know what? I'm going to go to jail. Like, you see my skin? I'm going to jail. <laughs> You're doing 30 years still, <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> well, hopefully I passed your prison reform stuff beforehand, just this way you can get into the carpentry skills. <laughs> I agree with everything you said, sir. I think those are things that would better better this world a little bit more, at least this country a little bit more. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean. A lot of it seems like it's common decency, but, oh, well, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we don't believe in that. But are you are you ready for the, the law that started this whole conversation between you and me to come out in full air and just piss off a bunch of people? Yep. All right. So for the people that are wondering why we're doing this is I called Chase last week and said, I think we need to do an episode on laws that w- will make people – be uh be better in a sense in this country and the, what caused this is my first law if you have a trailer attached to your vehicle you are not allowed to go through a fucking drive-through window why because you tie up the traffic you tie up the workers inside who literally just want to pass the food through the fucking window and here you are 
tying that up. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Culver's is. Culver's is one of my favorite fast food restaurants to go to. And they have a, a system where they will put a sticky on your windshield or on your on your driver's mirror. And you, they tell you to pull forward and they will bring your food out. Why? Because they have a system that works where it keeps it going. And when you come in with your trailer and you are at the last spot, now you are blocking the window and no one can move forward and you're slowing everyone down. Be fucking considerate. <sighs> you want to add to it? Yeah. Um, side note, I have yet to have Culver's and I feel bad about that. I hear it's absolutely amazing. I can look. I, I see your face. I'm sorry. You're just adding to the list of things I gotta take you to when you come back down here again. That's all. <laughs> we have them up here, which is even worse. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, I totally, I don't disagree at all. Like, dude, that's like super inconsiderate. Like, if you know you're going to a drive-through, why would you go there in that? Or 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 at least pull into the parking lot. Like, that's a bare minimum you could do. Right. Also, I want to add a little amendment to it as I'm thinking through this. If you know your order is going to be $40 or more, and you have to repeat it two to three times knowing because you have all these special requests, get your fucking ass inside that fucking restaurant. Do not be trying to pass that shit through the window. Absolutely. Okay, now I can say I have been guilty of having maybe an order that's over $40. But when it comes to stuff like that, I'm easy. Hey, I just want a hot dog, cheeseburger. Nothing simple. What comes on it? I'll take it all. Cool. Extra fry. Yes. Large fry. Cool. Want any drink? No. Like, easy. Easy. Right. I literally watched someone last week give up three separate orders that told of $40, and she had them repeat it multiple times and would jump in between the orders so she was confusing the person. And guess what happened? Things got fucked up. And guess what she did? She went inside and complained. Well, whose fault is that? It's not their fault. Just get out the car and go in. Right. You had to do it anyway. Um, Number two. This is a little controversial, but it's also a little timely. I know this is about two weeks old from the time that we recorded it, but fucking term limits for our senators and congressmen. We have senior citizens at this point that look like the Crypt Keeper making laws for people that are in their 40s. We just had a senator literally stare at, stare at a freaking camera because he, I don't know what happened, and I don't wish upon anything, any wrong with any senator or anyone in their older age, but that man could not speak on hot mic to the press. Wait, yeah, you yeah. might have seen the meme that. Hold on, wait, wait, did he yeah, have... There's several memes. My favorite meme about it was this person, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get sued or anything, but this person just pi- uh, pictured what a black man looked look like happy, and that's what shut him down. That is my favorite meme from all this. Uh, <laughs> did he have a red and blue tie? What? Did he have on a red and blue tie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. I saw multiple memes about this. I was like, where yeah, is this yeah, coming yeah. from? Hey, yeah. you, right? you also have a, a, uh, a congresswoman or a senator, I forget what title, I think she's a congresswoman, that's in California, who literally was gone for over 90 days, and they couldn't get anything passed because she was a a holder of an important seat. So they nothing got passed. We couldn't get judges confirmed, none of that, because she has health issues. And then they have her on a hot mic this week, 
couldn't remember how to say I. I want to vote for this. She went into a whole fucking speech, and everyone sitting next to her was like, "Just say I. Just say I." And she couldn't do it. Again, I am a big believer that the median age of these congressmen and senators is above sixty-five. And a country, as a country, we are the median age of forty. No one should be making rules or laws for us that are twenty-five years older than us. There's a if they can't figure. If they can't sit there and figure out how to use a phone. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I got something. <laughs> if you have about 10 to 11 to 12 summers left in your life, <laughs> I don't think you really need to be voting on the future. <laughs> I am all for senators and congressmen having a excessive enough time to get everything that they want to do for their thing or for their the, the delegates. But most senators, they do six years. So two terms is 12 years. Mm. Go be governor after that. I think two terms is enough time for you to can either inflict change or inflict harm that's going to need to be redone. So term limits are important. You can't have these lifetime. First of all, they're bought. If that's a newsflash for you guys. They're all bought by big companies, and that's why they always continuously win their re-elections, is because the people that are trying to inflict change can't get in because other companies are buying their, their elections for them by pushing out ads and doing everything possible to make the other person look bad. So you have these people that are making $200,000 a year, a livable wage for a senator, right? But why are they millionaires, people? Why the fuck are they millionaires? Because they are bought by big companies that sponsor them. And they have over, I'm not talking about like $2 million. We're talking about 34 to almost $100 million in the bank. And these people are making decisions for the middle class of the poorest of, of this country. That's a whole nother thing. We'll, we'll have that yeah, conversation. Yeah. I'm very sure we will because I'm very adamant about that. But and can I add to that real quick? Absolutely. Be my guess. One thing that I did realize that I noticed is at one point in my life, I did want to be an alderman. And um, this was probably a little bit after college, neither here nor there. But I started looking it up and I found out that some of these public um, officials, like aldermen and whatever else you got going around in local city, those mm -hmm. are part time jobs. Mm -hmm. So you get paid a very nice of money very nice amount of money for a part-time job what i started realizing is these same individuals have their own separate businesses on the side mm -hmm. crazy so you yep. get paid and like you said somebody's paying you mm -hmm. yep so number three kind of a little bit opposite of yours but it's uh one of yours but it, it's very well needed here every traffic stop needs a police stationed at those lights here in the South. Why? I can't tell you how many times I have to witness someone again today. Right lane crosses three lanes to make a left turn at the stop of that light. That's a whoop, whoop. Give them a ticket. Uh, I can't watch. How many times I have watched a light turn red? count to three and someone blows through that red light because they feel like they're more important. If you want to fund so much things, I mean, I, 
you can literally probably fund it just off the traffic stops off of uh, off of that in the south. <laughs> uh, you can you can pay for all their benefits. You can pay for parks and recs if you just station a cop at each and every intersection, a four way intersection here in the south, guaranteed. <laughs> I don't agree. Um, and also, <laughs> I feel like what really doesn't help to that is the fact that there's a game called Grand Theft Auto and maybe <laughs> too many people have been playing it <laughs> and taking it real life. No, 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 no. You can't, because I play GTA, I know when to stop. However, you know what the problem is? It's real simple. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it's self, people with cell phones, also they feel like they're big and important. They can make that light that they need to get somewhere more important than, you know, being safe. Um, I, I completely agree with you with the roll stop. If no one's around, go for it at a stop sign. But if you're a traffic lights and you're blowing through them, mm-hmm. you deserve a ticket. I mean, <laughs> my favorite are the ones down here that have the cameras that are not real cameras because they're not taking pictures, <laughs> but they're supposed to threaten people. But everyone knows they're fake cameras. <laughs> so, yeah. The ones up here, like they take photos and they record you. So like. If the, yeah. if you get something in the mail, you see the photo, and then you can look it up online. Type in your ticket number, and they show you a whole recording of you doing whatever it is yeah. that they said. We we don't have that in the suburbs of the South down here. Um, again, it would be very beneficial, and they would make a lot of money if oh. they just stationed them at the four way intersection. Um, number four. As you all probably aware, Chase and I are sports fans, and I use this as a great reference. Salary caps for CEOs. <laughs> there is no need for any CEO of any industry to be making over $20 million a year. Are you talking You're about the one? What? What'd you say? <laughs> I missed that. What'd you say? Why are you putting Dollar Tree out there? I'm not putting Dollar Tree. He wasn't even my target. My target has Mickey Mouse ears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no good reason. I, I really want one CEO to tell me why you need $20 million a year. And I have a feeling the answer is going to be, well, I have this huge house. I have multiple cars. And I also have a yacht. Again, tell me why you need it. You're living well above your means at that point. Meanwhile, the rest of your company is struggling. And you expect them to push out more work while you're sitting there with $20 million a year working from your yacht? Fuck you. You don't need that money. Salary cap it at a two to th- two to eight mil, and that's perfectly fine with me. I don't disagree at all. <laughs> I, I just like- and my thought process is because you know I am in the in the process of starting my own you know business, and mm-hmm. I'm not doing this to have a, a, so much money where I literally don't know what to do with it. I want to have enough where I feel as if like my I know my children's grandchildren would be okay. Mm-hmm. And after yep. that, I was literally having a conversation telling just like let's utilize this money to actually help people. Right. I want to help people. This is truly what I want to do. I always say if I win the lottery, right now the Mega Millions over $900 million. If I won that, I think the payout would be roughly a little 
under 500 mil. Um, I would probably only keep 20 mil. The rest would be broken out throughout years to certain charities because I want proof that they're using the money to better something, but the rest of the money would go to charities. I, I, 20 mil to build a nice, big, spacious area, get this to turn into a TV show, I guess, and then off to the races, I can make my own money. If, if we, we are using this as a platform, and if we can turn this into a business, you best believe that I'm making sure Chase and I do not make more money than we desperately need to provide for our, our two generations. You, maybe I'll give you a little bit more because you want to provide for your generation. I'm the type of person that say, no, I made mine. You go make yours. Here's a little startup cap and go on. And But at the end of the day, there's no need for someone to be making $20 million a year. A year. In, in a corporate environment. Because you're working now until you're 64, 65, right? If, if you, or even at that point, you might be working until you're 55 because you're early retiring and with that type of money. You're telling me you're getting 20 mil for at least 10 to 15 years. You don't need that. There's nothing in this world that you need to spend $20 million on a year. And then you sit there and you tell the actors you're being unrealistic to have a livable wage. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You want to, you literally want to copy their likeness for AI and not pay them. Mm -hmm. That's like me. Taking a picture of you, recording a whole show with you sitting there, not even being here and saying, Yeah, Chase is on the show. That's insane, bro. <laughs> like, I, I think it was an actress, uh, Taraji P. Henson. I think mm -hmm. she did X amount of movies and really never got a good payoff until she did a movie for Tyler Perry and he paid her the most she had ever received in her life. Yep. And also, she was a multiple. Just a shout out to A24. Thank you for being one of the only studios out there to realize that people are human beings and you sign the SAG agreement and you can still operate and do your independent films. People should be looking at A24 as a as a, a catalyst for change, in my opinion. Um, number five, <laughs> gun reform. <laughs> um, I read some articles last week that in the average, uh, the past couple of years, the average of kids dying were by gun violence more than anything else. And it's been on an increase. So I, I want to say that again. Over the past couple of years, children have been dying by gun violence more than anything else. And we just went through a pandemic. So that needs to resonate with people that people are like, kid, our kids are dying by gun violence. And when I say gun reform, I am I understand the right to bear arms and I'm not going to piss people off about that, but there is no need why you need a semi-automatic, you do not need an AR-15, you do not need a news, you do not need any of that stuff to protect your family. If you want to own a gun to protect your family and where you live in your house, you can get away with a handgun, a hunting rifle, even a shotgun is perfectly fine. But if you're saying that, well, I'm better off with an AR-15 because I can put layout more, I'm going to challenge you to actually, I don't know, learn how to shoot a regular fucking gun. There is no need for you to have something that can just spray bullets. One, you're doing damage to your own house or you're a fucking idiot. Two, what, what's the point? Like, you think you're, is it because is it you're this tiny and you need something to make you feel this big? I, I don't get it. That and big trucks, I don't fucking get. You don't need 
something that's going to make this feel like this because you're still not going to perform with this anyway. So again, gun reform is something that's necessary just for a, a number. As, as of last Friday before we did this recording, um, over 19,000 dead already this year alone due to mass shootings. 19,000? 19,000. 19,000. Nineteen, one nine, nineteen thousand, and we've had over four hundred mass shootings. We're still in July, people. If you're just wondering when we recorded this, we recorded this at the end of July. This is something that is a I would consider a pandemic at this point. That guns, it's not the people that kill people. Don't let the lobbyists or the gun gun enthusiasts say that. Oh, it's people that kill people. No. People are not in the right state. They have the access to weapons that can kill people. They use said weapons. If we remove those weapons out of their hands, they won't do what they're trying to do. And also stop playing yeah. video games. I play video games. I don't have any need of shooting people whatsoever. I want to slap no a way. bitch every once in a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's just slapping every now and again. You know? <laughs> Are we done here? Are we done here? <laughs> oh, dude, what was that? What was that commercial where it was like this man went to a, a barbecue and he was just slapping everybody? I forgot what that. Poor <laughs> <laughs> like, him. I can't. Everybody got some. Like, oh man. No, that's that's real because if you think about it, and and it's real because it's true. Guns don't kill people. Stupid people with guns yeah. kill people. So just for so people are aware, I actually owned a gun in my house. I actually had a few because after my father passed, I took his guns out of his house because he was getting a little belligerent with cancer and I didn't feel safe with him having the gun. So I took them and locked them over my house. And then I ended up purchasing my first gun after his pass because I felt like it was something that was getting me closer to him because he enjoyed just going to the gun range and shooting his rifle. Um, when I bought the gun... The first thing I did was I opened the manual and I read the safety features on the gun. So when I was not home and the gun was there, it was locked in a gun lock with all of the locking mechanisms on in that gun. And the cartridges were not in that gun case. They were somewhere else hidden where no one could find them in the house. But when I was at home and I was going to bed at night, I had one cartridge with four bullets next to that gun, just in case I had an intruder come in the house, I only need four shots. And my job was not to kill. My job was not even to maim. It was to scare the shit out of them that they get the fuck out of my house, because I don't want that blood on my hands. But, say lovey. Um, number six. This is, a, this, is, this is where I started getting funny with my political one. Anything Florida passes at a state level needs to be approved by the federal government. <laughs> oh, Chase, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you're a black man. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that? I just want to make sure I wasn't breaking uh, anything. I think I realized that like last week, something like that. I can't remember. Oh, good stuff. Did you know that they passed a law for for talking about um, slavery? And they changed the, the the books in the schools down in Florida. And the way it's phrased now for slavery is 
Slavery was a good thing for some black people because it taught them skill sets like carpentry. You <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is what's in the books. There was an article that popped up last week. I had to do research to make sure I wasn't just reading bullshit. But yeah, this is this is something a school super. Uh, this is a school district that got passed this in, the, in their new textbooks. Yeah. Also, we're talking about a state that's trying to make sure you don't say gay in it at all. Like, there's no such thing as, in their mind, I guess, these these uh, these politicians that gay people exist or they don't want to believe it. But there's a very famous movie from the 90s called The Birdcage that was stationed in Florida. And it was about a gay population in Florida. <laughs> so, again... Anything Florida passes at a state level needs to be reviewed by the uh, at a state level needs to be reviewed by the state government, federal government before it actually can be a law. I mean, because I'm not going to lie to you, I've always had a problem with the stand stand your ground law. Mm -hmm. and we yep. don't have to go any further with that, Trayvon Marble. Yeah, what's funny is, um, so I have a friends that go down there to vacation at the beaches. I mean, why not? You know, it's Florida the beaches are beautiful. But it's guaranteed every time they leave that state that they're going to have a ticket before they leave that state because the, their police force is so freaking tough on out-of-towners. out, out, of, out of towners, It's not even funny. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, again, anything that they pass should be held at the federal level for review before it can be passed. Number seven. Um... All empty stores that were built by companies. I'm looking at all those empty Rite Aids, those CVSs, anything that was built. If they're not sold in 90 days, the company must tear them down and plant some trees. Hmm. I can't tell you after the pandemic how many buildings I have to see, I had to see in my small little community that were empty. And some of them are still not sold. And now they have overgrown things hanging off of it. People have spray painted the buildings and they're just sitting there vacant. And I look at it as an opportunity that the, this is, if you built something that was not successful in that location as a company, and you say you care about the environment, we'll tear down the fucking building and give it back to the environment. Um, plant a few trees, let the grass overgrow at that point. And that intersection now again is back to being green grass and with some trees. That would be wonderful for overpopulated areas with a lot of stores that if, if that building cannot sell within 90 days to another company goes mm. down trees up and let the grass grow again I, I totally agree with that or you could utilize that space for a homeless population I'm, oh, I'm getting there buddy I'm getting there um, so number eight give Texas what they want let them become their own country. They act like they don't they, that they, they are and they do whatever the hell they want anyway. And the biggest payout to that, if you let them be their own country and they let them succeed from the United States, that's fine. They can't come crying for us when they need federal aid when a hurricane comes because they like to act like they're <laughs> better than us. Fuck you. Go figure it out yourselves. <laughs> Just say it. Okay. I mean, I... My favorite thing was a couple of summers ago. Um, they were sitting there saying, "We don't. We're, we have the best grid of all. We're we don't have to worry about rolling blackouts like in California." And then here they are getting hit with a hurricane. Hey, we need help. 
hey, can we get some government assistance? Yeah, go fuck yourself. If you want to act like you're your own, go be your own. <laughs> I'm all for it. I let that go. Just please let that go. I, we That's can attach some additional states to it if we want. Just let that go. <laughs> um, and finally, I think this is a, a very important law that needs to be passed. And I call it the mind your own damn business law. Mm. Of a population of 100 senators and a population of 435 Congress reps should not be making decisions for a population of 339 million people. What does that mean? That if you have a law that's going to affect the population of America and you think that the Holy Bible or whatever reason you think is the reason why you should pass this law, you should let the American people decide because they're going to tell you, mind your damn fucking business. Um, Sir, do you agree? I most certainly do. Are you referencing, uh, I don't know, people who are making laws on telling women what to do with their body? Oh, absolutely. We as as white men, old white men, let me speak for the old white I'm a little gray here. I'll speak for them. For the old white men, you do not have the right to tell any women what to fucking do with their body. I'm sorry that women deject you. I really do. I, I wish you could find love or whatever you need and solace. But to use the Bible as the reason why one day I'm going to sit on here on this thing without Chase because I don't want to break his heart. And I'm going to break that Bible down for you. And I'm going to tell you what has actually happened in history that breaks that Bible for people that were considered holy and valued at that time. All your saviors, all those, uh, all those stories, I'm going to break it in your face just to prove a point that you should not be making decisions for women in this country. You don't have the right to make decisions based off of Bible anyway, because it literally says in the Constitution, separate church and state. So I feel like when it comes to, well, a few things, when it comes mm -hmm. to like that older generation, that older path, I feel like the, the, the centers who are in like their, that got to be like 70, 80s right now yeah. to that, that point. I feel like, of course, like as anybody, they have been paid off. So when it comes to passing laws like this, it's, it's it's almost kind of in my in my eyesight my perspective it's almost on some bill cosby stuff like you guys have had your own past where you've gotten away with things but you've been so wealthy you have been able to either been able to sue somebody their pants off so they won't be able to say anything or you paid them off so you have something to hide and you're just passing it so you can continue to get away with things um, and when it came to like, you know, some people maybe bringing up the Bible and I, I got to look some more context for that because I'm not exactly sure what was said just yet. So excuse pardon my interest with that one. I feel like a lot of people just move up anything from Georgia politics. You'll, you'll be set for weeks for, for reading material. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like people use it to misconstrue their vision from actually taking it out of context. Like if somebody was to mm -hmm. listen to, you know, this podcast for a certain and listen to some of the things that we said about prison reform and actually not listen to it, but take a portion of it to make it fit with the, the, the point they're trying to put. And I feel like so many people do that with the Bible, where it is actually meant for good. And there is a lot of things that actually do pertain to life. But a lot of people literally it's, it's just not white people. It could be black, Hispanic, whatever. 
a lot of people literally use it out of context instead of reading it and absorbing everything that's in it. So that I don't disagree with you. I just feel as if people don't actually read. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another piece of facts and information for a lot of people that don't know this. We Tish and I have a lot of ambitions in life. And one of my things is I I would love to give out factual information for people to make their own damn minds up on things. And one of the things I read last week that kind of has been a deterrent for some of the things I want to do um, is that people don't want facts or maybe they don't even pertain to wanting to listen to facts so they can make up their own minds. They listen to the biggest mouth out there. And when people sit there with the biggest mouth saying, well, the Bible tells us to do this. They're going to say, well, they said that the Bible tells us to do that instead of going and reading the Bible or going and pulling their own facts and realizing, oh, yeah, maybe this is not good for us. Are you talking about the vaccine? <laughs> no, no, no. Not this time around. No. Now, there's been things that have come up like people, um, you know, the race, race is one of them. Vaccines can be going that way. How we treat our bodies is another um, but the sheer fact that they, there is a, a selective few, I'm not saying it's the whole, there's a selective few, few of one side of a party that literally says, we're just following the Lord because this is what the Lord guides us to do. And they know they can get away with it for, for its base mm-hmm. because that base is very religious. The other side's base is not They're They're very free and open and make, to make up their own mind. But when you, you're pushing for a constituent group of people that are faith-driven, well, the Lord tells me that I'm going into Congress to fuck up black people. They're like, well, if the Lord tells you, we, we are right there with you. And, and that's what it comes down to. It, it just, people have forgotten how to make up their own minds and make up their own decisions on how to um, look at things. Um and it's sad. It's really, it's really sad that we listen to the biggest mouth versus making up our own damn minds. Dude, quite literally, it is the blind leading the blind. Right. It's not the blind leading the blind, though. It's, it's the, it's literally the, the, the extreme leading the blind. It's the person that can see and telling you to walk into traffic. Mm. So, but those are my nine, sir. Your nine, we are going to line on a few, um, push it off on some a few few ideas there. Um, again, uh, thank you, everyone that's listening. We appreciate you. I hope you found this to be entertaining. I hope some of these things made you think. As always, I would love for people to become free thinkers um, and think for themselves. And I hope some of them just made you laugh because, let's face it, people with, with trailers going through drive throughs should just fucking suck. That really doesn't make sense because some of these fucking drive throughs are like tiny. Like, have you right, ever been through a drive White Castle? Why would you drive a trailer through that? Right. There's a Dunkin' Donuts around me that has a really tight curb. I watch a trailer go through that. Like, why are you chances not getting your trailer out? Like, this is just dumb. Just get out and park. I don't get it. <laughs> I am one person earning one piece, one meal. Here you are ordering 10 meals. And I don't want cheese on this burger, but I want cheese on that burger with ketchup. Get the fuck out, please. Just get the fuck out. Go inside. Get your order right. Maybe sit down. Have a good meal there. They have some nice, comfortable seats. Take some they time do. for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have your 15 minutes of time to enjoy life. But no, you got to go fuck up mine. Uh, so, <laughs> but again, thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate you guys enjoying the show. Um, if you have anything that you think would be a great law, um, we're all for listening to it. It's not canon at gmail.com. Um, for our uh, uh, out of country listeners, maybe you could just try to push some of this stuff for you guys. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. I, um, maybe you guys have a better chance of making change than we can in our own country. Who knows? But uh, thank you again for listening. Chase, as always, to go out goodbye to everyone. For our out of country listeners, let's just say America is not as bad as it looks on TV. It's not all of us. <laughs> it's not all of us. It's really not. Let's just say that. It's really not all of us. It's some of us. Florida, absolutely. But it's not all of us. So, uh, Do you remember when yeah, we looked at it as like, the best country to live in? What is Remember those days? We were. We were at the longest time being like looked at as the best country to live in. Now that's Canada. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. Disagree. You might have to learn would, French, but you know. Hey. I would take Mexico at this point. <laughs> mm. You know, let's talk about that next episode. <laughs> that's actually a really interesting debate. Okay. Anyways. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, stay prosperous chase purpose and stay persevering. Bye everyone. <laughs>